This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. <laughs> oh, Stop laughing Charlie. at me. Charlie, we've got five <laughs> seconds before the mic is supposed to go on. And Charlie all of a sudden reaches up to her headphones and says, Oh, oh, they're not stereo. What? Oh. And so she's racing all around trying to find other head. Oh, you're, uh, I can only other, hear huh? you in one ear. You can, well, now you'll have to put up with me in only one ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, what a way to start a Saturday morning. Never mind. Uh, it's the... <laughs> oh, well, actually, you can see what's going on. Uh, you know, we are, we are uh, live on camera. I'm in business uh, if now. You go to the, <laughs> if you go to our, our website, there's Charlie scurrying around <laughs> for a news headset and Got it. ruining her lovely hairdo she had. It was all now. Oh, now it's a yeah. skew a bit. Oh, seriously. Oh, well. All right. Then don't but... go online. <laughs> Just listen. Don't watch. Yeah. Uh, Frank Proctor here at Sushi. After the garden for the moment, I might get canned uh, by my uh, my boss here. Yeah, right. Yeah, don't make too much uh, in fun any, of me. In any case, you know, tonight is a big thing at Nathan Phillips Square. The oh, uh, the lighting, the lighting, yeah, cavalcade of lights, and they call it, and it's going to be a big do. It's a lot of lights. Yeah, I think. It's like but if you're going to go, uh, just thinking of the weather. Temp's going to drop throughout the day, and it's going to get, you know, a How little chilly. How cold is it going to get, I wonder? Oh, golly, I'll have to check my All actual right. forecast. But I, I think around the uh, below zero part by, oh. you know, 8 o'clock sort of thing. Well, then we can get into the, into the mood well, for Christmas. Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, that, when yeah. it's raining, I'm just not yeah. Christmassy. And, you know, I was panicked coming down the 404 today. I think I, I don't want to meet a moose. <laughs> that, that moose in the market Still area. on the loose. Yeah. They How do you lose last... a moose? Well, you know what? It was. Really, I guess it was super stressed, and it went to kind of hide out and, yeah. and rest. Yeah. And they let it because they, yeah. they knew it needed to rest. And then I guess it sort of snuck away in the dark. Like, they're dark-colored beasts, right? Was, they didn't want to they... keep lights on it. It couldn't. It was too stressed, no, right? Yeah. But, wow, how did Tough to lose a moose, that would be. GPS locator on it. Well, they, they say the hope is that it's going to make its way up north again by itself. They're hoping. How, how the devil does a moose from Markham <laughs> go all the way up north but into it, the woods, way up there, without crossing major highways and stuff like that? It has to. But it must have come from the north. It, well, it, it's it, so, so good with traffic, we should put it in charge of all the traffic for Toronto because, boy, we need help. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, i got to stop that now. Let's get our phone numbers yeah, out there sure, so let's people do could that. call and jump in on this <laughs> that, silly conversation. Nice. Okay. <laughs> in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And uh, phone lines are being manned not only by Sebastian, but Ryan and Myrna nice. are uh, kind of on a training mission there. we got a gang behind yeah, us now. Yeah, you got it. Okay, what sort of stuff have you got in your what-to-do list? Uh, a couple of things going on. Of course, always at this time of year, excuse me, the Hort Societies aren't meeting as much. Mm-hmm. But the Botanical Gardens, both the Royal Botanical Gardens and the Toronto Botanical Gardens, are putting on big events, uh, beautiful displays, you know, caroling and 
All kinds of stuff. So the the TBG, Toronto Botanical Garden, is having their holiday market and open house this coming Thursday, November 30th, all day, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., open to the public, free admission, obviously. And you can get some lovely gifts there, gifts for gardeners and just beautiful decor items, um, gently used books, lots of good baked goods, um, and greens and uh, lovely, lo- lots of lovely stuff. So check out that that event there. And, of course, you know that the Toronto Botanical Gardens is Leslie and Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, the corner there, at Royal Botanical Gardens which is www.rbg.ca. It's the opening weekend of holiday traditions. So lots of activities, lots of entertainment. Again, lots of baked goods, I would imagine. Juggling family shows, winter walks, free back-to-nature hikes, and more. Okay. Lots going on there. But a quick shout-out to my parents, who are likely not listening right now, but if they are, just another happy anniversary to them. They celebrated their 66th wedding anniversary wow. this past week. That is something, and it definitely imagine? worth a, a shout-out. Yeah, indeed. really. 66 years of marital bliss. Well, I put bliss in quotes. <laughs> happy anniversary, uh, belated congratulations from yours truly, and uh, that goes to Dolly and your dad. Yep, Dolly uh, and Cam. All right, Good. wonderful. Good. Okay, I forgot to mention, uh, actually, if you're a first-time caller, mm. uh, let, let uh, Sebastian or Ryan or Myrna know, and uh, <laughs> this is what you'll hear when you come to get your garden wings, okay? Good stuff. All right, we'll be back to say hi to uh, Sharon in West Lorne after these words. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, let's get out to West Lawrence. See what's going on out there. Hey, Sharon, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning. Um, what I'm calling for is about um, my hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an outside one. It's it's just it's about six feet tall. It was about, I suppose, maybe twelve or or fourteen stalks on it this year, and on each stalk there was about thirteen or. 15 um, flowers on it. It was just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm calling about is about um, the seeds. Uh, if I, cl- I have collected some of the seeds, but how do I store them? Um, do I put them in, in the fridge or just leave them in a plastic container? Or So, you know? and your intention is you'd like to grow, and this is Rose of Sharon is what we typically call this. It's a hardy hibiscus. Uh, shrub. Oh, it's yes, a it flowering yeah, shrub. Um, so you want to grow some more of these? You want to share them with your friends? Well, I'd like to, yes, or, or around the house or something. Have ha, at this point, do you see? Uh, do you ever see seedlings come up from that plant? Like little? Oh, yes, after oh. the after the flowers, or after the flowers come off, mm-hmm. um, there's little pods mm-hmm. with with seeds. Oh no, I understand that, but some. Oh, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about on the bottom. Yeah, you have. You ever well, seen any? That's how I got it in the first place. Okay. Yeah, oh, you got, got it from. It I, I um, or they grew up, and mm. there was uh, some roots on on uh, the two of them, and I I planted them sure. and put them out each day in the in the spring and whatever until Good. they got big enough, and yeah. then I planted it, and it's just and you love it. wild. Yeah, I know, and they can get quite large. Okay, yeah. so. What you have to do, well, I mean, you, you've collected the little seed pods, so you've yes. got those seeds in the house. Now you've got to pretend you're Mother Nature. Yes. So you've got to do what Mother Nature, what this plant has evolved to expect. Okay. So what it expects is the seeds should drop to the ground, as they would naturally, normally at this time of year. Yes, they usually 
they do. And those seeds will sit on the surface all winter. Snow will fall, cold, rain, et cetera, et cetera. Those seeds will germinate in the spring once we get some warmth and obviously enough moisture. So for you to uh, mimic that, best thing I would suggest is get yourself some nice sterile, never been used before potting soil or uh-huh. soilless mix. Moisten it. Get those seeds, like separate the seeds from the little husks they're in. Yes, I have done that. Yep. So, and you know, so you won't need a big Ziploc bag here, just like a little sandwich bag, some mm-hmm. moist potting soil. Throw all those seeds in there, mix it around with the soil, zip it all up, and stick it in your fridge. Okay, not mm-hmm. in the freezer. Not in the freezer, no. Okay. You don't need the freezer. Okay. So just in the okay. fridge over the winter, and remember they're there. <laughs> so yeah. mark a little, yeah, put yeah. a little <laughs> note on your calendar that you'll pull those out likely late February, early March with the intention of potting them up inside your home. Uh-huh. Uh, they might already be growing by that time. So you want to, if they are starting to grow, you want to get them into little individual pots as soon as you can while, while you can still handle them. Otherwise okay. the roots and everything and with, will get with other tangled up. I collect, do I do the same thing or... Ah, uh, from outdoor seeds? Yes, yes, like like daylilies and whatever and that, too. Oh, my, aren't you getting horticultural? <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, daylilies are a little are a different story than the Rose of Sharon, so I, that one I need to look up. I'll report back on that one, because daylilies uh, are slow to germinate from seeds, so let me report back. Okay. Thank you very much, Sharon, and good luck on that nice little project you've got uh, ahead of you there. Multi-project. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, right here in Toronto, maybe even just around the corner, is Evelyn all set to join us here on the Garden Show. Good morning, Evelyn. Welcome morning. to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much, and happy anniversary to your parents. Oh, thank you, Evelyn. Isn't that lovely? So I, um, that was great that um, the previous caller was calling about hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Because I was listening to your show last week and had wanted to call in. Mm-hmm. So my question is, we've had a, a hibiscus plant that we have kept indoors, but we usually take it out in the summer. It's in the south-facing window mm-hmm. um, just to let it enjoy the, the sure. natural heat. Bright light, but, lots of humidity. Exactly, but this summer we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was indoors, and we haven't had any blooms at all. And I'm wondering if there's anything that we can do about that. Have you been fertilizing it at all over the summer? Uh, we didn't. Okay. It's probably that. It's probably just, you know, it's it's in a vegetative stage, if you will, meaning it's got leaves only, no flowers. Yeah. And that, um, it could, because a hibiscus needs certain things in order to flower. One would be a f- proper nutrient. The other would be sufficient light. And then obviously, you know, consistent watering, et cetera. Now, I'm sure you're covering off the watering. The light you're doing as best as you can in a south window. That's as bright as you're ever going to get it. Um, do you have shears or anything on that window or any... Um, Blinds? We have blinds, so we do open them during the day. So okay. Just... Yeah, good. So keep that up. Make sure you, you know, keep the light levels up when the sun is up. And, you know, obviously you can cover the windows at night if you need to. Warms the warms up the house. Yeah. But um, uh, just, I would say just be happy with where it is right now. To try and force it into flower now is not really appropriate because even though it's a tropical plant... It knows that winter's coming. Uh-huh. So it's just like all of our, or most of our indoor plants and, in, you know, plants outdoors, same thing. They're all slowing down. The right. light levels, the days are shorter. You know, it's not, we're not that far away till the days are going to start getting mm-hmm. longer. I know. It's <laughs> only a few weeks away. So to, we don't want to, like physiologically, the plants are in a dormant or semi-dormant state. So they're not actively growing. 
come January, February, you're going to start to see all kinds of growth on that hibiscus with or without fertilizer. So I'm going to recommend you just let it be, water as necessary, get through the next two, three months, then get out your loppers, cut it back, because I'm sure it's going to need some cutting back at that point in preparation for the next growing season, and start a monthly program of providing it with a flowering plant fertilizer. That way it should be in lots of buds and blooms next August, September, October, but you will have done your pruning back in March, so it won't be totally out of control in terms of its size. Oh, that's excellent. Thank okay. you so much. Okay, You're thank you welcome. very much for joining us, Evelyn. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, thank same you. to you. Uh, just a thought, uh, you know, you're giving a lot of information there, and if at some point mm-hmm. in time uh, you think, what the heck did Charlie say? That was too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, let me go back. So you can. Mm-hmm. You can actually just go onto our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, AM740. Mm-hmm. What's it, AM740? Yeah, yep. and, and it'll say home, and, and yep. you punch on there. Go to podcasts. Yeah, and, you'll see it there on one of the right. tabs across mm-hmm. the top. And uh, you have to wait till maybe about Wednesday before they really get it in there. Mm-hmm. But then you can listen to past shows, you know. Any, and yeah, they're all there. Yep. Archived. I yeah. mean, we've been doing this for what? It feels like about oh, darn 25 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, exactly. You know what, too, and I'm looking at the uh, call board here. Um, there are times when you say, gee, I'd love to get through. I can never get through in that line. Now would be a perfect time. Yeah, we got a couple of lines Christmas open. shopping, so you feel bet. free to call. Sure, 416-360-0740 here in Toronto. Anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. And in moments, we'll be saying hi to Diana in Etobicoke here on The Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Wow, if you're tuned in uh, and watching the cameras and seeing... (laughs) Charlie, do a little dance here. Well, why not? Yeah, Such terrific. Well, great music. Hey, you got it. It's danceable. <laughs> hey, Diana in Etobicoke, welcome to the show. Good morning, folks. Good morning. It's an absolutely amazing day. Isn't it? Yes, and this is Hibiscus Day. I'm clearly <laughs> calling about hibiscus. Third, third caller in a row talking about hibiscus. Now, tell me, you're calling about a different kind of? There's three kinds of hibiscus so far. Two calls on two kinds. Tell me, you're calling about the third kind. What's the third kind? Because i got three different varieties. Oh, dear. <laughs> so the third kind is hibiscus. Uh, that is a herbaceous perennial. Grows in our gardens. Gets huge, big flowers in late summer. Uh, out in the garden. Oh, only, you know, sort of 12 inches, 10 inches tall. And, of course, then disappears for the winter underground. The root stays alive and, again, comes up in the spring. Tell me you're calling about that kind of hibiscus. No? I live on the sixth floor. <laughs> there you go. You're not calling about no. that one then. Which one, no, what kind I, of you got? I just moved from my house to a, to a high rise, but they, I brought my plants with me. They mm-hmm. were in the ground, mm-hmm. um, oh. and they, I had the most magnificent flowers this year. Really? Um, so this is like a rose of Sharon hibiscus you've got, like a shrub, in a pot. In the pot, yep. Nice. Yep. And these and were. Yeah. One little one little guy that the single pot that I had over the winter and it just kept popping up little flowers. <laughs> okay. But since I've moved to the high rise, mm-hmm. uh, the leaves have fallen off and they're not, they're not the least bit happy. They don't have the same sunshine, right. which I know yeah. is is a dormant season, but it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm losing all my leaves. Right. So just to clarify, so is it a tropical tropical hibiscus or or a hardy hibiscus that you've got? Um. 
I'm not really sure I understand the difference. All right, so um, back at the house that you came from, was this plant in the ground or was it always in a pot? No, they were supposed to go on the ground, but I left them in the pot in the ground. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> and the flowers on the hibiscus were little, like what color are the flowers? I had some pink ones. I had some variegated ones. I had a yellow one. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, tell me the leaves. Are the leaves oval or do the leaves have, like, a, in an actual shape of an oval, or are they a different shape than that? Or do you know? No, they're pretty, uh, pretty much. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to picture them in my mind. I'm, right. So, uh, t- okay. So, how many years have you had the hibiscus? Um, these ones are brand new. I only bought them this year. Okay. The little guy, it's the second winter for him. Right. He was an, he was an indoor one. Okay. So, because last year it spent the winter indoors in the apartment or in your house? In the house, yeah. Yeah. And these hibiscus, so there's a similarity between all of them. Like the, the little one that you're talking about that you've had for two years has, looks like a sister or brother of the other new ones, right? Yeah. Like they all sound, okay. So they all sound like, a, like likely what we would call a tropical hibiscus, which means if you left them out on the balcony of your apartment over the winter, they would die in the cold. So they uh-huh. need to come into the house or into the apartment. As you point out, the late levels are f- quite a bit lower inside than they are outside for in wherever we are. But tr- it's often so much the case in an apartment because of the overhang of the balcony above or whatever. We don't get a lot of light inside. So if I would suggest for you would be a very good um, sort of person to get yourself a grow light, get yourself some supplemental lighting to use on these plants, to, you know, have them set up as close to the window, the brightest spot in your in your entire place. But you could set up a nice little, you know, a, um, a floor lamp. All it needs is a light bulb with a grow light bulb and okay. sh- shoot that at them throughout the afternoon and evening or, you know, Try and sort of have that light on them for at least 12 hours a day and water as required. Don't worry too much about yellow leaves dropping as long as you've still got green leaves on the tips. The older leaves dropping are never anything we worry about. When we get worried is when the tips are dropping. The tip leaves turn yellow because that's where our growing points are. And low light levels often means that old leaves die, new leaves grow, which will handle the lower light levels. The plant looks silly because it's only got growth out on the tips and nothing in between, and we'll get out our pruners in March, cut the whole thing back, and start fresh and make it a much more bushy plant at that point. But for now, let it do its thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I'm sure it's light. It comes down to light. In order to get some flowers on those plants and get them good-looking and bushy, get some supplemental lighting, okay? Well, I don't have any. I don't have a balcony, so they're they're right in front of us. The window on the table, so I'm getting it as close to the light okay. as I can. So Good I will stuff. go get this yeah. grow lights. So I'm, I'm glad you t- you mentioned that. All righty. Good, Good luck. Let us know how that works out. Be ever hopeful. I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Diana. <laughs> nice, nice of you to join us here on a Saturday morning as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. It's kind of a gray morning, but it stopped raining. That's the nice part. And look, yeah. our next caller isn't going to ask about hibiscus. I really? Think. Well, we'll see. Oh, okay, yeah. Alex just might let, just want to know about pruning his hibiscus. <laughs> <laughs> and we're heading toward, uh, well, a little bit to the uh, west there. Brampton, uh, Alex, good morning. Hello. Morning. Good morning. What's going on in your place? 
Hello. Uh, hi there. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting drawn out. I can hear. Hi. Hi. Sorry. Hi there, Alex. Hi. Yeah. Two two questions. One, I got a new wigilia that I planted at the front and it got grew well, mm-hmm. but I'm concerned it won't handle the snow load. Can mm-hmm. I prune it? Oh, uh, what? The wigilia should have dropped its leaves by now. Um. <laughs> it has. Oh, they're still there. Okay, well, they will. They'll drop. It, uh, when you, you just planted it this year, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you could trim it back if you want to. There's no rule against it. But generally speaking, I, well, if you don't prune it now, you're probably gonna have to prune it in the spring. So either either time is fine. Um, the, you'll have more flowers on it if you prune it now or in the spring for the later summer. Yeah, okay. And Alex, uh, I hate to be a Grinch, but you mentioned two callers and two questions. Uh, yeah, two two questions. We only allow like one question per call. So what you do is hang up and, and then call back, and you'll okay. you'll get in because we're we're looking for callers. Yeah, this Julia has the leaves still on it, but they look like frost burned. Right. It's been an interesting fall. A lot of plants are, we didn't get a lot of good fall color because we didn't have the right weather for the, you know, bright, um, you know, cold, cold nights and bright sunny days to cause that fall color to show up. We had a lot of just brown off of the leaves and now a lot of leaves are still hanging on the trees. So Mm. they don't look nice, but they will drop. Don't worry. We'll just need a few more wind storms, a few more snow storms. It'll all drop off just fine. And I wouldn't worry about snow load on the Wajila because I'm sure they're they're hanging and they're curled and the snow shouldn't cause any breakage on the plant. But if you want to get out there and prune, I wouldn't do it in the wet. So don't don't do it today. Wait till it's dry. But you could prune now. Okay. Hey, right. excellent. Thanks okay. for your call, Alex. I'll, I'll see if I can get back in. All, All right. Thank you. Yeah. Frank will give the numbers <laughs> for anybody who wants to get here, back in. Here we are. We uh, in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Then anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-744-740. And there's Caroline in Oshawa. Good morning, Caroline. Morning. Morning. Um, I have a uh, Christmas cactus, mm-hmm. and I want to know how to look after it. Oh, is it a new plant? Yes, it is. Oh, nice. And so it's blooming now, of course. It is. And have you got a nice sunny spot, a southern or western window ledge you could put it on? Uh, no, I'm, it's in an east window, okay. or in a, in, a, in a like patio door setting. Oh, yeah, okay. And that's your, your best, brightest spot um yes okay it'll it'll um the thing with plants it's been raised in fairly high light Mm -hmm. um the main thing you do now to try and um keep those flowers on as long as you possibly can is you keep it in the coolest brightest conditions that you can provide for the plant never ever water a christmas cactus on the calendar only watered after you have felt the soil or felt the weight of the pot and the the Soil is dry. Um, Caroline's dropped off, but hopefully she can still hear us. And I'll keep talking because she can listen to the podcast. Sure. So um, eastern location is fine. Like I said, it's just a matter of, um, yeah, don't water until bone, bone dry. Um, and when you water, water thoroughly. Uh, don't let the plant sit in water. Uh, cool, like I said, cooler conditions and brighter lights is what keeps a Christmas cactus looking good through this next season. All right. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to discern, indeed, if we have Alex uh, from Brampton back on the line. Uh, is that the case? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, good. Hey, Alex. Good. <laughs> good job. 
Long time no see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Keeping you busy making phone calls. Yeah. I have <laughs> had trouble with roses sharing. Uh-huh. Uh, they come up with lots of buds on them. They don't blossom. And then they, they sit there dormant until they die off. Yes, indeed. And how long have you had that rose of Sharon? Well, I've got three of them in the backyard that uh, a few years. Mm-hmm. The one at the front is a new one. Mm-hmm. And it did the same. And, oh, yeah, it's going to bloom, bloom. Lots of buds. I only had a couple of blossoms on it. So all four of the Rose of Sharon are doing that, or just the new one? All four of them. And has the, that been consistent over the years, or is this the yeah, first well, year? Well, I have blossomed in the backyard before, and I assume it's the, uh, the big trees in the back sucked all the, oh, the yeah. nourishment out of the gardens along there. So, okay, and do you know whether these are single-flowering Rose of Sharon or double-flowering? No. Okay. Um, all right, so the difference is that single flowers, uh, it's a tubular, it's quite a pretty flower, and it's lovely in August and September. The double flowers tend to be a, like a fluffier flower because they have double the number of petals. Or, well, and the sometimes one at the, uh, more front, the new one may be double because they mm-hmm. weren't as big and showy, but it was the... And did any of them open at all? Just a few, very few. Like hmm. whenever I drive along the street and I see someone with a plant, I stop and said, wow, what a plant. <laughs> that sort of prompted me. Okay. The reason I'm I'm sort of sounding so familiar with this is because I don't have any Rose of Sharon on my property because I banned them all. For a week. <laughs> well, not just that, but I had one and it drove me nuts because every single summer and fall, hundreds of fat, juicy buds ready to pop open into beautiful flowers. And the best they ever did was crack Open a tiny, tiny bit, get a tiny little bit of pink showing, and then snow would fall or frost would hit. And I I threatened that plant. I gave it three (laughs) years of threats. And then I followed through in the third year. I said, that's it. You're done. You're toast. You're out of here. And I was going to send it out, you know, into the great composter in the sky. My neighbor felt so sorry for it. He took it home. I think it blooms perfectly for him, but it did not bloom for me. So I I just, I I said to myself, is it just the (laughs) genetics of that plant? But no, it works just fine for my neighbor. So I think that they've got a thing against me, those rows of Sharon. They just don't want to bloom for me. It's not like a fertilizer or water right yeah and okay well you know and they do want as much sun as you can possibly give them you want that six hours plus of of direct sunlight front should get the sun okay all right the ones in the back we have fence well i've i pruned back all the big trees because we were having trouble in the garden and i said hell with it so they're all being pruned (laughs) back so that's the light in that's right and air circulation as well which is very good i mean this was a funny year i mean we had a long cold spring that went on for oh. wet and cold and wet and cold and then when it happened you know we went up and down with summer and and winter and fall all every month it seemed for the last yeah. three months so <clears throat> some of the plants are a little confused by the kind of weather conditions we just had so don't give up on it it's still a fairly new plant do whatever pruning you're going to do in the early spring early spring no pruning after that otherwise you might be pruning off the flowers Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Thanks, Thank Alice. Uh, Alex. Thanks me. for calling yeah. and calling twice. Yeah. Yeah. See, Alex knows it, the drill. It works. Call it early. Works. Call often <laughs> when questioned for calling. Have a great weekend. <laughs> okay. Have a good show. Thank yeah. You. Thank you very Thank much. You. Goodbye. Uh, oh, gosh. I'm so excited. Uh, coming up, we have to take a little bit of a break here. But on the other side of the uh, commercial words, uh, we have a first time caller. Oh, waiting. you get to get your arm going. Well, that's it. And, you know, the only reason for my existence on this show is to ring the bell. <laughs> the only so, no, yeah. you give the numbers. Well, that's true. You have that's two true. reasons. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let me work out the other reason there. <laughs> Phone numbers 416-360-0740 in Toronto and one 866 740 
Uh, well, let's try that again. <laughs> uh, maybe 1-866-740-4740. Uh, there I, I we go. I think we'll be having some, um, you know, maybe think about Retraining? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> some professional development time. Back, back with my little <laughs> bell in hand after these words. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, you can tell the excitement level in my life when this is the highlight. Wait a minute. <laughs> there we are. Good. Hey, that's for Jeanette in Mississauga, first-time Welcome. caller. Welcome, Jeanette. Hi, how are you? Good. Excellent. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm calling about a paper birch that we have in our, our front yard. Mm-hmm. Um, we planted it about 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's doing fine, but this past summer and and even up to now it's shedding i don't know what exactly it is very tiny um beige colored i don't know if they're seeds or their their shell coverings i can't tell what they are and it's everywhere it's been like that for about the last two and a half three months huh and this is shedding from the, the paper birch like from the bark or it's shedding from the branches and stems i think it must be up from the branches uh, you know somewhere in the leaves or I, I i really can't tell but it's it's all over uh you know the, the veranda and the sidewalk uh and in this and this year like there's tons of it so and, and what does it look like it just looks like little bits of papery yeah, it, it's just very small and, and beige color. Um, it almost looks like a seed, but it's not. You know, it's more like a, like a, like say a, a covering. You know, like the shell. Yeah. Yeah. Any idea what that is? No, actually. <laughs> Very few times on this show have I seen a perplexed face such as Charlie's wearing right now. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a new one on me. That I'm going to have to do a little research into to figure out what that is. Unless somebody who's listening knows what that is and wants to call in and tell me. Because I'm having, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, and it's everywhere. You know, like but I, I vacuumed the, the veranda yesterday and it was just covered with, the, with these little little beige things and it's for sure it's coming from that birch mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, yeah i mean okay and the birch looked good all summer had green leaves yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's growing and uh doesn't seem to be a problem i mean you know i have everything done like i get it sprayed every oh, dear, year good. When, you know the, the do trees oil have and all that and have it deep root uh, oh good you know, fed. so you have a good arborist who on in your rolodex that you call to well, look after well I, mean, I have people who come and you fertilize the lawn and do that sort of thing but the uh, the, the fellow who does the trees he has no idea either oh do trees can get dandruff <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what it's like that it's like <laughs> there you are. <laughs> well, there you go. Frank's just figured it out. Uh, there there it, is. it is. Tree's got dandruff. Yeah. <laughs> Creamy colors. Just so. get a better shampoo and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Head and shoulders. Wasn't that funny? Eh? Hmm. <laughs> but the guy who does the trees can't figure out what it is either. All right. This is very interesting. Leave this with me, Jeanette. Okay. Uh, I will do my best to figure it out. But I will mention just before we let you go, a very good company called the Davy Tree it's called Davy Tree, D-A-V-E-Y. Okay. Uh, they have lots of great, very intelligent people on uh-huh. staff. They, if you gave them a call, and they have offices all over Ontario. Okay. So if you gave them a call, they would send somebody to your home who could tell you exactly what that is at no cost. Oh, 
that would be perfect. Yeah. That's what yeah. they do. They'll make a house call and and then they'll recommend what they would suggest moving yeah. forward, and of course charge you for any service. But sure. to come to your property yeah. and give you an estimate as cost you nothing. And, and if you do that, for heaven's sake, call <laughs> us back. So yeah. we'll, I'll let you know what. It yeah, was. yeah. Now I'm really intrigued. I yeah. know. I'm going to okay, see if well, I can thank figure you it out. So much. <laughs> thank Thanks you. so much, Jeanette. Thanks. Have a good day. Okay. Thanks for the puzzle. You, yeah, uh, and yeah. the homework. Yeah. Holy cow! A whole new. Uh, a whole new world has opened up for me. I've, I've declared a You've dandruff. done it. You've done it, yes. Birch dandruff. <laughs> yeah. Famous, hey. well-known problem <laughs> of yeah, birch. Marianne in Toronto, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Uh, um, I have a question about an amaryllis. Mm-hmm. I was given one about this time last year, mm-hmm. and it had uh, five large mm-hmm. blooms on it. Nice. And when they died, down another sprout came up and and had five more white blooms on it nice and when that all the flowers went Mm -hmm. um i kept it in the house but in the spring i put it outside okay and it just grew Mm -hmm. green leaves about two feet tall normal yep um and then um i brought it in the house Oh, I cut the leaves down to about four inches from the ground. When when was that? Uh, when I brought it in the house. Which was when? Um, when it started to turn cool. Oh, so maybe September? Yes. Okay. And you cut and the leaves down? Now, yeah. um the leaves that were cut down have turned brown, yep. and there's just a bulb there. Yep. Now, and you haven't watered, right? Well, that's what I want to know. Will it revive if I water or... Or do I just let it let, out? No, let it be still. What it's done, so you, you let it grow, which was great. All those big green strapping leaves right. absorbed all kinds of wonderful sunshine all summer, right. converted that sunshine into carbohydrates, right. and stored it in the bulb. So right. the bulb should, if you felt the bulb right now, it should feel firm, and it should be at least the same size as it was this time last year, if not bigger. It shouldn't be all shriveled up inside the, the papery husk that's on the outside. So just a no, it's solid. Good. And so that's great. So what you've got now is the bulb dormant because you, you forced it into dormancy by cutting off those leaves, uh-huh. bringing it in the house. And I assume you have not watered it since you brought it in, which is the right thing to do. Oops. Oh, okay. So if you have watered it. Cause, just once. Oh, just once. Yeah, because you felt so sorry for it, I bet. It's hard to see something all yellow and shriveled up. It, 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 what I would do is leave it in a spot where you don't forget where it is and just... Keep an eye every couple of days. Take a look at it. Do not water it, though. Okay. Um, it, it doesn't have to be particularly cool. It doesn't have to be even dark. Just put it somewhere where it's sort of, you know, sitting there and you glance at it. At some point in the next four to eight weeks, it's going to start to grow all by itself, whether you water it or not. Wow. So, And it <laughs> should be a flower st- a bud that emerges and as soon as you see a little bit of a green triangle starting to pop up into from the center of that bulb right then you're allowed to water oh. and that'll be a water once thoroughly and of course water as appropriate after that and make sure it's getting good sunshine at that point as well too wow okay. 
That's great. All right. <laughs> okay. Let us know how that works yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Keep in touch. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, Thanks, Mary. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, bye. Here on Zoomer Radio, uh, coming up to 9.50, and we have to take a little bit of a break. How about when we come back, you deal with some uh, emails? That, that's uh, a good idea. Yeah, okay. I, I we'll keep I'll the lines open, of course. If you still want to call in, that's that's okay, too. 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll free. one 740 Four seven forty. Back in moments here on the Garden Show on Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. <laughs> Charlie has just been leveling charges at me that I'm being rather bossy. Yes, huh? as a matter Am of I fact. really? Oh, well, okay. I'm sorry about that. Control uh, freak. Uh, however, did I, say that? I did make the decision, didn't I? That we yes, go to you did. Email, so yes. let's do that. All I right. do have a couple here. They are. T- this first one is lovely. Hi, Charlie and Frank and Sebastian from Suzanne. So she's right. sending to all of us. She's a first-time caller, so she would like a, the bell. Oh, Thank you. Welcome, Suzanne. She's uh, in Cambridge. She loves the show and learns so much from me. I was going to say us, but I'm going to actually say it's me. Okay. okay. I have a four- this is the question. I have a four-year-old honeysuckle that did so amazing this season. Last bloom was Monday, so this email is uh, two weeks old. So still blooming into November. How and when do I cut it back? It is along my back fence, eight feet high and about five to six feet wide. It was growing up into my neighbor's maple behind my property. So it's a honeysuckle vine, obviously. They come in shrubs or vines. Please email, and just in case she doesn't hear it, she's hoping for an email. But hopefully she's hearing all this. So, Suzanne, you can cut that honeysuckle back either now or in the spring. Um... It doesn't really matter. Again, it, I go back to um, Alex. We were talking about pruning, and it's very important never prune when it's a rainy day or a wet day or a damp day. We do not want to uh, do you know any kind of wounding of our mm-hmm. plants when it's super wet. So wait till it's dry and sunny. If she would, yeah, if you'd like to cut it back, it's just a question of kind of when you can fit these things in. But one or the other, fall or spring, and only once a year because otherwise you'll end up cutting off a bunch of blooms. So anticipate. Where you the size you want that plant to be at the end of the growing season mm-hmm. next year, and cut back ne- whenever you do your cutting back to give it that you know foot or two or three it's going to grow right. So if it's eight feet tall and you want it to be eight yeah. feet tall again, you're gonna have to cut back at least you know sort of three feet when you get out there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Suzanne. Okay. Uh, back to our phone lines here. Bridget in Port Dover is on the line. Good morning, Bridget. Hello, Bridget. Good morning. I have a bougainvillea. Uh-huh. So that's the fourth year um, that I've had it. It goes out in the summer and back in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it didn't go out until probably mm, middle of June this year. Yeah, I don't blame you. It was so cold. <laughs> <laughs> and um, cut it back probably around the end of May. Um, I just wondered from from now on. It's about oh seven feet tall, the main wow, yeah. branch, and then there are two very spindly bits coming off, um, branches coming off at the top, oh, yeah. which were lovely when it was outside, but they're <laughs> above the level of the light, uh, sort of up in the ceiling. Mm. So, when do I prune it in the spring again? 
You um, can, but remember, you can always prune for shape and you know, sort of um, and health of the plant at right. any time. So if if you've got you know lights and then you've got growth above the lights, I'd be cutting that back. Okay. Yeah, okay. don't worry about it. I mean, <clears throat> don't expect a ton of growth at this time, but no. at the same time, you want when the growth does happen to grow in spots that make sense and looks good. There's no point in the plant putting a lot of energy into growing, you know, shoots that are are dumb and are going to get cut off anyway. Right. right. And as far as um, fertilizing, mm. I I just use the one that you put in so many drops every time you water. Oh yeah. Yep. Schultz. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's. And I continue that through the winter, right? Uh, if the plant is showing, um, like, does it have buds on it now at it's all? It's got flowers on it. It's got flowers, yes. Yeah, so, and it's probably got more buds coming. So, yes. Yeah. As long as it's flowering or continuing to to create buds, right. then we do we do fertilize to support that process. Okay. When a plant isn't flowering and it's, it's in a resting stage, yeah. then we don't fertilize. Okay. Okay. All right. Super. Good Thank stuff. Thank you ever so much. Thanks so much for your call. Thanks for joining us here. Yeah. Uh, we maybe have time for one more caller, and I do believe it's Jennifer in Scarborough who has a question for you. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yes, go ahead. I have a citronella plant, which I was told I could bring in the house, mm-hmm. or should bring in the house, mm-hmm. but my concern is... <clears throat> Will my cat eat it? <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> I don't think no? so. No. Have you tried um, rubbing one of those leaves? Oh, yeah. no. I never thought of that. Okay. When t- okay. So citrosa is actually what it's called. So it's sold as a mosquito-repelling plant. It yes. is a form of geranium, and it is an annual plant. So you're right. It's a tropical plant. If you're going to keep it, you have to bring it in. But before right. you do anything, and just to calm your own feelings about this, take a little leaf or a little piece of a leaf, roll it around your fingers, and smell your fingers. It's so strong. Acrid- oh no, it's, it's like it's- lemon pledge. Oh, it's like it is just like whoo, oh, really? like blows your socks off. So no cat. <laughs> In their right mind is going to chew on leaves that smell and taste like lemon pledge. Trust me. Cats are well, not that stupid. Not in his right mind, so he might. Uh, I well, will try that. If he does, it will not hurt him. Trust me. It, but you know oh. what? If he loves chewing on things, cat grass, which is, you know, growing little pots of grasses, can be purchased year-round nowadays at even oh, yeah, grocery stores. He and, goes through one of those a week. Oh, good. Yeah, because those are oats. Like that, it's really good for their, yeah. it gives them nice breath and gives them some good uh, minerals and stuff. So, yeah, if he likes his cat grass, keep doing that. Uh, I don't think he'll eat the citrosa, though. But it'd be interesting. <laughs> to Let us know if he does. I'd love to meet a cat that would eat such a thing. <laughs> Thank you very much for the call. And uh, that. So okay, You're have welcome. a good weekend. All righty. <laughs> And gee, that wraps wow, things up pretty well. What a was, wacky uh, yeah, hour this place, has huh? been. <laughs> yeah. Started as the hibiscus show and ended up on the, the cat, cat that, eats, that eats <laughs> yeah. lemon pledge. <laughs> so. Well, Charlie, uh, what do you got planned for the rest of the day? Um, not a lot. No? Yep. Just uh, going to take a bit. You know what? I was back at school this past week. Oh, right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. the strike is over. Kids are back. Not just kids, but, you know, students uh, are yeah. back. Faculty's back. And we went, all of us, from, you know, going, going at zero kilometers an hour to 100 kilometers oh, an hour. Or more. Overnight. Yeah. So I think all of us are feeling a little stressed and tired and need to just... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Decompress a bit. Good. So, deep breaths. That does the trick. This yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. And you? 
Um, I'll be back at uh, 1.30 to 3.30 and have lots of fun this afternoon. hope folks join me. You always do. Okay. Thanks, Frank. And thanks to Ryan and to Sebastian and Myrna, Myrna yeah. and to all our great callers. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.